This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He's a musician, a performer, and other nouns that I probably don't even know about. It's Strangely Duesberg. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about all your other nouns, because uh, we don't know each other super well, so I know yeah. that you are a musician, a performer, that's going to play into what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but can you tell me just a little bit more about you? Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Obsessed Speed, getting to know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I'm also a writer, uh, a podcaster, and uh, something of a magician. Something of a magician. Yeah, I'm... I'm I perform magic a little bit, but I'm much more interested in sort of the history of performing magic. Okay. And I, I, I really like the history of performing arts in general. Uh, so a lot of the things I end up doing in shows, be it playing accordion or a magic trick or something, is generally something that I'm excited to show people because it's a thing that died out a long time ago. Okay. So, so mostly like sort of vaudeville and music hall era stuff that yeah. kind of got lost in the translation between live performance and screen performance yeah it's you know there, there a few things kept that sort of stuff alive like the muppets and andy kaufman and and you know some of the like yeah the variety Carson shows really yeah, survive into the 80s but you can see them yeah. evolve and change and you know have various limbs fall off you exactly know? but that kind of idea that like in the same evening of entertainment it's not odd to see uh, a singer songwriter a magician a juggler and a contortionist like all those things just go together in my yeah mind. So, yeah that's very cool to me yeah so you're interested in like mastering those different things so you can kind of bring them to a modern audience or is there, do you feel like there is a sensibility that you're going for? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would classify myself as a variety performer okay. more than anything else. And oftentimes if I'm doing a bit, uh, for, for instance, I, I do a magic trick where I get the audience member to pick a card, they look at the card and then I make the shape, I make a shape to indicate their card out of a cat's cradle. Okay. And I mean, Cat's Cradle is like a thing that people make string figures like that all over the world from like the Inuit in Alaska to the Australian Aboriginals to people in Borneo to my ancestors in the Midwest. Uh, (laughs) And so it's like this really universal thing that like people don't really do anymore. Yeah. In the same way that people would have been really into it 150, 200 years ago. So it's like I'm sort of combining these antique things into a, a new presentation that I think is sort of novel. Yeah. And sort of gets the mind thinking about these things again. Yeah. Do you try to set that up? Do you tell the audience explicitly, like, I'm going to do some things that are from older times? Or do you just kind of want to do it in front of people and see if something deeper sinks in? Because obviously, there's got to be some depth of connection to, to this sort of cat's cradle if culturally people yeah. have been doing it for centuries. Well, I, I don't generally introduce these things as old, but they're all things that people think of as being vaguely old. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, even playing the accordion, prob- probably the most common comment I get is, wow, no, I've never seen an accordion player before or no one plays accordion anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like when Josh Groban did that musical on Broadway and he was playing accordion everybody was like shitting themselves because it was amazing and who would dare and it's like well no there's there's people still doing it it's just no one's doing it at that level there's yeah. you know there's you know it's not like taylor swift is like i've so I've been working on this new song <laughs> yeah there's not a performance of shallow with you know lady gaga doing it on yeah court. yeah like that would be noteworthy that would yeah. be different yeah because it's just it's sort of fallen out of favor 
in a sense, and I, I don't know why. Yeah. It's the, it's the best. <laughs> I think I'm biased, but I think it's one of the best instruments. Okay, well, let's get into it, because yeah. I was curious about your other interest, but your obsession is accordion. So oh, let's, yeah. let's dig into that. Um, I just want to start with like taking a step back. Uh-huh. How does an accordion actually work? So an accordion is in a family of instruments called free reed instruments. Okay. So inside of an accordion are all of these little metal plates that vibrate back and forth. And the, the, the simplest version of that is a harmonica. Okay. So we've, we've all had the little like dollar harmonica that you can blow in. Yeah. And speaking of feeling like it's from an older time. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all needed to sing a sad song about being in prison and right. we've played it on the harmonica. <laughs> right. And if you, if you open up that harmonica, there'll be a metal plate with these. So I guess the easiest way to describe it is you think of a rectangle and then in that rectangle, uh, perpend- perpendicular to the rectangle, like at right angles to the, the long body of the rectangle, are smaller rectangles cut out of it. Okay. And they vibrate up and down. So you think of like a flat rectangle with these things vibrating up and down. Okay. And each one has been shaved to a slightly different thickness to get a different pitch. Okay. So inside of an accordion, there are hundreds of these little metal reeds. They, they call them reeds, even though they're made out of metal. Okay. Because they used to be made out of reeds. It's it's sort of, it's the same thing as the little piece of wood that goes in the tip of a bassoon or a uh, clarinet or a saxophone. Okay. It's, except for instead of tuning based on the length of the tube, like you would on any of those instruments, you're tuning based on how thick that reed is. Okay. So an accordion has, I think my accordion has something like, 200 250 individual reeds damn uh and that's a that's a smaller number of reeds so like i have i said my accordion one of my the one i play the most <laughs> has you know a couple hundred i have one that has tw- you know like three or four hundred okay so it's like there's all these little things that vibrate together the the easiest way to think of it is an accordion is two harmonicas <laughs> with a with a bellows in between. Okay. So instead of you breathing through the holes, the accordion is breathing for you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you've got all these reeds to create the different sounds. Mm-hmm. You're pressing the buttons to select the sound, and then you're pushing the air through by doing the pumping. Yes. So the way my accordion works is each reed is actually a set of reeds. So there's one that vibrates when the accordion when air is getting pulled over it, going okay. into the bellows. So that's and, when you're pulling the accordion open. Yep. Okay. And then there's a second one that air goes over it when I'm pushing the accordion closed. Okay. So each one of those reeds has right next to it, there is a leather flap that goes up and down that covers it. So each each reed, the the air that goes over the reed can only travel one way. Okay. So sometimes you'll you'll see an old accordion like in an antique store or at Value Village or something like that, and you'll pick it up and it'll make that horrible like <laughs> noise. It's because all those little bits of leather have dried out and cracked and fallen off. Okay, and air is just flowing every which way. So those reeds are not. just getting blown every which way. Right. Okay. And then the keys that control the airflow over the reeds are if you picture a, a round hole with a paddle on top of it, 
when you push down on a key, it moves a, a, uh, a lever that lifts the paddle off of the hole and okay. lets air go in and out. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Yes, that helps my, my basic understanding. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I had a basic understanding of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But in the more sort of uh, conceptual side of it, that's like great yeah. practical. You obviously know the ins and outs physically right. of an accordion. Um, what kind of music do you think it is best for? Party music. Party music. I okay. Think, I think that is the the best way to sum up what accordions are for and what they're best at. Occasionally, you'll you'll hear someone like uh, I'm. I feel so bad that I don't remember his name. There's a there's a duo, a violinist and an accordionist from Iceland, and they cover like old Bach and Chopin okay. stuff. Okay, and they do this beautiful classical music. Like that is possible on an accordion, but par- when I say party music, that's like music that people can move to, music yeah. that people dance to, and and music that people. Not just the musicians, but like the audiences involved in. Okay, that's that's really what I see from the accordion. You know, I. I so it's like sort of community based. You you uh-huh. you want people to be watching it go back and forth and sort of yeah. physically moving along. And I I think I think part of it, part of that feeling, at least when I think about accordions, is that an accordion is a living thing. People talk about a lot of instruments being living things. And yeah. if you don't play them, they slowly die and you know they'll they'll stay better longer if they're maintained and part of maintaining any instrument is playing it. Yeah. You know, it it breaks my heart sometimes when I go to someone's house and I'll see uh, you know, a violin just like in a case <laughs> on the wall or something. Yeah. Cuz that's not what it's for. Uh, I, 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 there are some, uh, some of my fellow accordion players who think that I'm a little bit rough with my accordions, but it's like, it's, it's a, in a certain sense, it's an appliance. It's a, it's a, it's a power tool. Yeah. And (laughs) so do you, do you feel that to the point of like, if you were at a great party and you were playing like hell and you just broke an accordion, that it would be in the spirit of the accordion to throw it aside and pick up the backup one and just keep going. Like that's. The Absolutely. spirit of accordions? Yeah. Okay. So like the who should have played accordions? Like just... Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think part of that spirit is the fact that, you know, I said it's like a living thing. There are instruments that people blow into to, yeah. to give the air to. And there are instruments that people push keys or, or draw a bow across a string or, or, or pluck a string or something. But the accordion does its own breathing i mean you're controlling it as you pull the bellows open and closed that's the bellows are the zigzaggy part in between the two parts with buttons (laughs) for those of you listening at home uh but it it's there's something about it breathing there's a there's a sound you know i i brought my accordion i'm just gonna can i play the sound for you no it's cool it's cool it's cool because Uh, i I thought about this beforehand if you get the accordion out the we're gonna stop talking we're gonna start playing accordion so there, but there, there's this sound that all accordions have something called a bleed valve. And what that is, is it's a button that doesn't make any notes. It just opens a hole uh, inside the mechanics of the accordion that lets you pull in air or push out air quietly. Yeah. But it still makes this like noise, like cool. someone breathing. And years ago, I met this Basque accordion player. And he didn't speak a lot of English, and I spoke no Basque. <laughs> but I spoke a little bit of Spanish, and he spoke a little bit of English. And uh, 
and we were sort of talking and he said something to the effect of it is a lover that breathes against you oh cool like in tango yeah so it's which unsurprisingly accordions are very associated with tango which is this very intimate dance where people are moving very close to one another not necessarily yeah. right against one another but it's a very it's a very close it is it's dance. a dance about the tension of space of how close exactly. and how far apart you are and when you come together and when you come back together and apart and all that yeah which is exactly what you're seeing when you see a really good accordion player who's working the instrument like it's wrapping around them and just like it, it, it it's like watching two people slide all over each other in right. a tango. So it's like visually much more engaging than uh, no, no judgment to people who like play the flute. But, you know, no. unless you're really going crazy with it, you are blowing into something versus kind of dancing with something like an accordion. Exactly. And I, I think, uh, too, with that visual thing, uh, with all like with all the wind instruments, bra- you know, trumpets, trombones, uh, saxophones, anything like that, there's something directly in front of your face. Okay. Yeah. There's a and your mouth is otherwise engaged. You're you're having to do something <laughs> unnatural with your mouth. Whereas an accordion, similar to a guitar, yeah, is an instrument where your face is left clear and you can engage with people on a different level. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising that people who want to start writing songs start with a guitar because that's the one we've all seen where the person is holding it and engaging a crowd. Yeah. A ukulele, same thing. Um, you know, banjo, same thing where it's like, it's, it's a little bit lower on your body. Yeah. And, and even, uh, in folk music, things like the violin that when we see it played classically, it's up under the chin and the head is at an unnatural angle, sort of down to the left. Right. It's all about what's coming out right. of the instrument as opposed to the whole bodily experience. Right. When you get into some of the more folk type music, people have even moved the violin down and they're resting it in the crook of their arm. Yeah. To again, free up the face. Yeah. And with an accordion, your face is free, but the way your arms are moving, it's it's wider. It's in and out. A guitar, your, your arms are pretty static. Yeah. Unless you're playing something like uh, flamenco. Where you're tapping all over the place, yeah. But accordion, you're you're sometimes stretching your arm, your left arm, the one that is working the bellows, out as far as it will go. Yeah, and in a direction that arms go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it feels very natural. Yeah. Then again, I've been doing it for over ten years. So yeah. It would feel natural. Cool. Well, I want to go back to the the beginning. You're obviously mm-hmm. very passionate. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about more ideas of what an accordion means. Yeah. But but I always like to go back to the beginning. So you said ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, like what your first exposure, if you remember to an accordion is not even necessarily as a player, but just as a human being. And then also when you started playing. Yeah. So, I mean, I was aware of accordions growing up and like I mentioned earlier, I loved things like the Muppets. Okay. And, you know, accordions would appear on things like that. And as a teenager, I loved Weird Al. Yeah. But wasn't really conscious of him as an accordion player because yeah. his, he's not very accordion forward on his recorded albums you know he makes it sound like the song he's spoofing yeah with the production and everything but, he's got the polka on each album right yeah it's yeah, pretty accordion mm-hmm. forward <laughs> that, that that is very accordion forward but it's almost it almost feels more like a novelty track yeah then it, it's not the the whole album's not about it i had never seen an accordion in person until the day i bought my first accordion oh wow okay so uh 
it was, I think I was about 20, 21, something like that. This was over 10 years ago now. And I was really high. <laughs> and I where, went, where is this? This uh, is up in Bellingham, Washington, my hometown. Okay. Uh, to sort of set the stage for this, I dropped out of college at 19. I moved back to my hometown, got my high school job back, working at a <laughs> restaurant, and spent the better part of two years just kind of doing drugs and partying you know, because you can do that working in a restaurant. It's yeah. a very low stakes job. You get cash in hand every night from your tips. And it's a little bit in the culture of some restaurant yeah. jobs, right? Of like, this is what we all do afterward. Well, yeah, you all get off work at 1 a.m. You're, you're just, what is there to There's do? no one else to hang yeah. out with and you have cash. Exactly. <laughs> and you've probably already had two or three beers at work. Yeah. So I had, I just kind of did nothing with my life and I was really depressed. And then I randomly uh, another one of the the waiters at the restaurant had heard me singing like in the kitchen and just like goofing off and and occasionally the restaurant would be like oh we have this this uh one of our cooks is a is a good singer bring him bring him up and he'll sing for your anniversary table or something okay. and I'd come up and like you know butcher a David Bowie song so everybody <laughs> loved it uh and then so she'd heard me sing and was like oh you should come do something in this variety show that we're doing uh, just here in Bellingham, my hometown. And so I went and I did it and I performed the variety show. And that night I slept like a baby. I was like, ah, <laughs> this is what life is for. Uh, and it's, you know, I'd been involved in performing and things growing up. And so because I was a part of this world, all of a sudden I ended up meeting like a bunch of friends who were trying to get a circus going in Bellingham. That's now the Bellingham circus guild. And it's been going for more than 10 years. Awesome. And as a result of that, I was like starting to read about early the early days of vaudeville. And I sort of it sort of clicked in for me that all this stuff that I'd loved, like the Muppets and Andy Kaufman and sort of this variety stuff came out of this tradition that went back hundreds of years. Yeah. And as a result of that, I was like, oh, accordions are a thing that, you know, you'd start to hear about these accordions. So I was still partying and I was really high one day <laughs> and I went past a value village, a thrift store in my hometown. And I thought, I should go look in there. And I went in, and there was an accordion there. And I'd never seen one in person. I'd never yeah. played one, never touched one. But I, I picked it up and, like, put it on. And then I tried every button. Like, that made sense. Like, tried every button individually, and they all worked. And uh, I was like, okay, I, I guess I'll get this. How so much was it, if I may ask? It was so. This is this is one of the best parts about it. It was three hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! But I had a full punch card for Valley Village that let me get thirty percent off my purchase. <laughs> they were not pleased to give me that big of a discount. <laughs> so I got this accordion uh, for three hundred dollars, and I didn't realize how how lucky I'd gotten. Like a couple years later. Uh, someone told me that like this particular accordion from this particular accordion maker was like, you know, worth thousands of dollars. And I just lucked into it. Yeah. Like someone had probably someone with money had impulse bought it thinking I'll learn accordion and had difficulty learning accordion and just, you know, got rid it of it. It suffered the fate of many, many guitars. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and it just like it was this revelation for me. Like <laughs> I played my first gig with an accordion one week after buying it because <laughs> I had background in piano and, you know, violin and guitar and yeah. bass. I'd played a lot of instruments growing up and was already playing music around town with my guitar and writing songs and stuff. So it, it wasn't that big of a jump, 
I mean, I sounded terrible, but I was like, I these are. <laughs> but the you chords. knew, yeah. already knew how to make a melody and exactly. play a song, and I could sort of play right hand melodies because the right hand is just like a piano. Okay. Piano keys, uh, so I, I, and like I, I mentioned that I was high just because it was like it was such an afterthought to get this thing. It wasn't like I went out in search of it. It wasn't like I intentionally was thinking about getting an accordion. It was the, just kind of this vague idea. Yeah. And then one appeared in my path. Do you feel like being high allowed you to just be a little bit more zen and in the moment? And if you hadn't been high, you would have really like considered it more? You know, I think so. I think that's why that detail has persisted for me because I, I'm generally not the kind of person who goes, an entire field of art that I've never touched before <laughs> impulse buy, yeah. you know, and, and yet I did. And I, I think like, it's important to me that, that, that it did kind of arrive so serendipitously Yeah, because it's, it changed the course of my life. Like within three years of that, I recorded my first album. I, you know, I'd written my first passel of songs and I wasn't doing the whole partying, drinking, getting high thing. And I, you know, I quit the job at the restaurant and decided to be a full-time artist. And I, I really credit that accordion yeah. with pushing me in that direction because I sort of stumbled into this amazing instrument that has such a rich, such rich possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome to have like a, um, not everybody has sort of a moment where it feels like, well, maybe my life would have veered this way or veered that way, you know, and maybe, you know, as humans, we can over romanticize those moments, but mm -hmm. it sounds like for you is really like you found it and that was the direction you went in. Yeah. From, from that, uh, high 30% <laughs> off purchase. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things where I, I kind of do wonder if, I would have found it a little bit later. Yeah, like it was something that you were naturally interested in that it was eventually going to come together. Yeah, because th th sort of simultaneously on this different track that ended up coming back around into it, uh, about it around the same time, I saw a magazine article in a local arts magazine up in Bellingham called Clip Sun. Uh, about these two guys who were playing old timey music and okay. kind of trying to bring back old school vaudeville stuff. And they both wore like vests and, and bow ties and bowler hats and things like that, which is, I immediately saw that and went, that's how I want to dress. <laughs> and it, it became this thing. And I started dressing that way and started playing gigs and kind of trying to play old timey music and with this accordion and everything. And not long after I got my accordion, I met this guy named, Lucas Hicks, who, uh, accordion player in my hometown who passed away last year, but he sort of became my mentor in the accordion and like, he taught me a couple lessons and he would, he would check in on what I was doing okay, you know, cool. a couple times a year and just kind of steer me in the right direction. And it wasn't until years later that I put it together that the magazine photo that I'd seen had been a photo of him. Okay. <laughs> so it's it kind of funny that like he was mentoring me even before we met. Okay. And kind of pushing me in this direction. He instructed you in the ways of accordion and vest wearing and yeah. everything. That's well, awesome. And life, you know, he, he was 
when I first when I first started playing accordion, you know, I was I was the only person in my age demographic playing accordion, and I was, you know, I was doing all this weird stuff, and I was doing a lot of pop song covers because yeah. those, are, those are really easy to play on accordion because they're four or five chords, and all the chords are right there, and yeah, you know, the, the hand shape is the same for any chord, yeah, on the left hand because all those buttons are kind of like preset, uh. And so I, you know, I thought it was hot shit. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I was this young kid and I was performing and people were loving it because, you know, you, you step out with an accordion and, and drop into like a Lady Gaga song or, a, you know, Freebird yeah. or, or something and people just lose their minds because it's an instrument that most people aren't used to seeing. Yeah. It's a sound people aren't used to hearing. And then, you know, you've got this overconfident 22 year old. Ah. And that was something that Lucas, you know, he took the time to sit me down and be like, just dial it back 10% <laughs> and this will be great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just amazing looking back at that two or three year period of my life when I was sort of just kind of getting into all this stuff, how all these things sort of came together that ended up resonating with things that I'd been doing and interested in my yeah. entire life, like since childhood. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a video of me at age four in like a little community youth choir and singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I got to wear the the red nose and the antlers and be Rudolph for yeah. the song and like play a triangle. And it's embarrassing to watch now because I play the shit out of that triangle <laughs> and all the other kids are just standing there very still. Which is, you know, that's why I think the accordion is such a perfect instrument for me because it it's one that allows you to move your body and you're talking through your body. Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, I mentioned the breathing thing with the accordion, how I move my body while I'm playing it. If I tense up my stomach or kick my stomach out or, sh you know, shoot out one of my hips affects the sound that's coming out of yeah. the instrument because it affects the speed and the angle that the bellows are going in and out. And it's, 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 it's just sorry. I'm, I'm, getting, so, I'm getting so excited. The it's a full body performance. Right. You're all you're yeah. all in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Which in in some languages, accordion is called harmonica because that's the free read instruments are just they're all harmonicas. Yeah, whether you blow in them or play them, and the Italians call accordions fisarmonica, so body harmonica. Which <laughs> awesome. Like, There's you know it's this full body. You know, it's a it's a contact sport. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you a little bit more about how accordions sit in culture, because obviously you you have uh, opinions and passion. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you know a lot about the history. I feel like in the large pop culture sense, obviously there are people who who know the instrument well, but in right. large pop culture sense, I feel like their scene is fun, whimsical, absurd. Are you happy with that, or do you want people to see that it's an instrument and it's capable of many different things? You know. I, I'm of, I'm of two minds on that because on the one hand, I am definitely someone who views all of human existence as inherently absurd. Yeah. Like the fact that we're even here is utter nonsense. Yeah. But it's very accordion like yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> existence. And you know, there, it's, it's, I, I, I come into performing a lot more from like the clown direction and the, the comedic direction, even though I'm seeking pathos and emotion. And so the idea that it's an instrument that's absurd and that's a little bit silly, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. But at the same time, like, it's an instrument that breathes yeah. like a person. You know, there's a, the there's some uh, 
some anecdote about someone directing a violinist and they're saying, you must make the violin cry. Yeah. And I don't think it's that much of a stretch to say that an accordion can scream. Okay. Because that, you know, you mash on all those buttons or you really pull. Because one of the things that happens in the internal mechanics of an accordion is if you play it too hard, if you push too hard, too fast, the reeds will bend and you can actually snap a reed by playing too hard. Yeah. You know, similar to a guitarist snapping a guitar string or something like that. So there's something about that inherent danger and that that bending that can happen when an accordion is getting played really hard that to me feels a lot like when a person is is being pushed to their limits. Yeah. And I think that aspect, like, there's a reason that accordions are very closely sort of linked to things like sea shanties, which are, on the surface, very happy, you know, sort of cavalier songs. But they're to cope with a difficult existence. Exactly. And, you know, you look at a lot of the, uh, the cultural niches where the accordion is still very much a thing, uh, traditional Irish and Scottish music, for instance, uh, Cajun music. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are, they're, they're places where there's, there's a lot of feeling and a lot of passion. Yeah. I, I think there, in terms of like being seen as more of like an instrument instrument. Yeah. There's something a little bit obscene. Isn't quite the right word. Something a little bit naughty about that full body way that it's played. It's very difficult to play an accordion and sit still and not move your body around a lot. That's not, that's not the way. Yeah. You know, there's, there's that viral video that I think a lot of people have seen uh, fat kid shreds on accordion. And even that, like the guy is playing a Bach toccata (laughs) and, and killing it. Yeah. You know, like it's a, like a level I will, I can never dream of hitting. Uh, And, by the end of it, to get the sound out of the accordion, he's shaking his entire body. Yeah. And he's <laughs> twisting and twitching. There's a there's another video of, uh, I can't remember the accordionist's name, on the Lawrence Welk show playing Tico Tico. And he's, the, the, the musicianship is intense and the skill level is off the charts. Like if this guy was sitting at a piano, anything would be within reach. Yeah. But he's playing an accordion. And the speed with which he's moving and everything, like there's clearly musicianship. But again, because of the shake that happens to a human body when the accordion is being played at that speed, it becomes it's it's almost like Elvis's pelvis, (laughs) you know, back then when they had to film it. You know, and I think that's why it's really difficult to see it as a serious instrument and take it seriously. Yeah, I think the closest I've ever seen anyone come to to really nailing that sort of feeling that I've seen in person would be uh, there's a San Francisco based accordion player named Mark Groudon who treats it like a portable organ. Okay. Like a, like a, it's almost like he's got a pipe organ on his chest and he's playing a lot of long, slow chords that sort okay. of build and, and thicken. But it, it's a thing with accordions that it's a, it's a contact sport. <laughs> so you feel, are you saying you feel like it, it doesn't work when somebody treats it as a, like a stately object playing very long, slow, not moving as much? It, no, it does work and it can happen. There's a, there's it's a, just not your, the 
part of accordion that you are passionate about. Exactly. It's okay. not the part of accordion that I'm passionate about. I've seen I've seen other artists do it. There's a band from the Ukraine called Doc Daughters, D-A-H-K Daughters. And they again, it's it's more of the slow thing. And you know, you can play an accordion fast and maintain that stateliness, but I I, I don't think that's what it's for. Okay. You know, I, I said at the beginning of this that I think it's a it's a party instrument. Yeah. And it's about getting the people moving and getting them excited and getting them getting them on their feet. Yeah. It's in Annie Prue's Accordion Crimes, uh, it was a fantastic novel. There's there's a couple of of sections where she's writing about how a person picks up the an accordion and plays one chord and has to stand up. Yeah, because it's just like it demands that you be on your <laughs> it's a, a call to standing. Exactly. Okay, it's a good exercise instrument. Yeah, uh, you know, th- this makes a lot of sense to me. Of that, that there is value in the absurdity, but there's humanity and passion in the absurdity. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just curious about the sort of uniqueness because it's not it's not everywhere. No. How would you feel if it did become everywhere? If it did become if like a, if the right couple of pop stars did go, you know what, accordion is kind of cool, and it got to be in five years. You know, hey, if there's going to be four performances at the Oscars, odds are two of them will be an accordion, and it got to be a much more right presence in the culture. Would you feel like it for you lost something, or would you feel like you still have your version of accordion that makes sense to you? I'm just I'm thinking about the sort of ukulele renaissance that we've had over <laughs> yeah. the last like decade or so, and I, it's kind of even in the last couple of years gone yeah. up and down from mm-hmm. oh it's ironic, oh it's twee to no this is an amazing instrument to yeah. no you know you know. I think one of the things that it, that will always keep an, keep accordions like slightly less accessible is that even a mass produced made in China like cheapest every single piece <laughs> accordion you can get is still a grand. Okay. And I mean you can get used accordions but the quality of used accordions varies widely, which is one of the reasons I was so lucky with that very first one. But even beyond the expense, they're incredibly heavy instruments to carry around. Yeah. You know, a, a ukulele weighs 15 ounces or whatever. So you're never going to have a guitar renaissance where every kid in, in you know America who wants to kind of play out, try right. it out, try out music. They're still, they're never going to be, everybody's getting an accordion because it's just too expensive, too heavy, too many obstacles. I think, I think that will be a barrier, but... To actually answer your question about like if if such a renaissance did occur, yeah, jumping all of the the hurdles that I just <laughs> delineated, you know, I absolutely would be fine with it, yeah, because I love it. I love the sound. I think it speaks to something very deep and very human as it you know breathes along with us. And I I think you know if more pop stars were playing accordion and it just became this thing like. It would be a good thing. I I am on the record many times as saying that I'm happy when more people like the things I like. Yeah. I I I'm always confused when people are angry that Marvel is now the biggest entertainment property <laughs> on the planet or whatever. It's just like, that means we get all the Marvel we yeah, want. Yeah, you can still read those comic books, yeah. and there's some stuff from that comic books that are never going to be on a screen. Right, <laughs> and you know that that same thing with. You know, it was funny when you were describing a world where everybody plays accordion now. I was just, it was funny to me because I 
was thinking that is actually the world I live in. Yeah. Like in your world. Yeah. In, in my world, I, you know, there, are, I, I checked the other day, um, as I was getting, thinking about coming over and talking to you about this, I just put accordion into my phone to see how many people I'd listed as playing accordion. <laughs> and it's like, there's over 40 people. So you add that to phone. a contact of like, here's your email. Yeah. Here's their uh, phone number. Do they play accordion? Yeah, yes or that's, no. That's on there. <laughs> like they're an accordion player. Um, be, because sometimes you got to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am, I'm constantly surprised when I meet someone who is part of some niche subculture that I'm a part of who isn't excited to share that. Yeah. It is. There's a weird phenomenon where it, it seems like about one in every 10 accordionists I meet have this weird thing where they're like, but this is what makes me special. And if there are two of us playing accordions in the show, then I'm not special anymore. Yeah. And it's like, if the instrument is what's making you special, I've got some bad news for you. Because <laughs> uh, according to the latest U.S. Census data, there are over a million accordion players in the United States. <laughs> I don't know where they all are. I'm seeking them. They're, is this a thing that gets asked on the census? Uh, yeah. It's like, I, uh, well, according to w- Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> citation needed, maybe. But it's, it's something like there are about a million people in the United States who are... Like professional. Well, I don't know about professional, but like who who list themselves as accordion players. Okay. I, I don't know like how that... Yeah, is calculated. I don't know either, but I love the idea of somebody just coming door to door like a census going, which instrument do you play? I'm marking you down. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a fascinating thing to think about, which is one out of every 300 people. Yeah, yeah. So Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about one per village, though, if you think about it. Yeah. I totally understand everything you're saying, especially from the beginning about it being a party instrument. Like when you're describing it, I can see like a, a beer sloshing as people are having yeah. a, a good time and moving along with it. Um, is there anything about just like the little tone that the instrument makes that's like brighter, shinier that makes it makes it that is part of what makes it so good for parties and maybe not as good for like mournful dirges? Yes. Uh, depending on the accordion, uh, individually, uh, when you're playing a single note, like when you say you press the C key, just the middle C key on the, on the right hand, if you have it on what's called the master switch, three or four (laughs) different reeds are going to be vibrating at the same time. So it's not a single reed. Uh, you can, you can set. So my accordion has five switches. There is the uh, bassoon, the bassoon and clarinet, the master, the clarinet and piccolo, and then the piccolo. Okay. So the master is like everything's on. And then there are certain combinations of like you can go for a lower tone or a higher tone. Okay. So you can get it down there a little bassier if you want. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, or you can have one tone sounding. But generally, the, the thing for accordions is that the the... Because you have multiple reeds sounding and because it's a thing made by hand, because even mass produced accordions from from big companies, 80, 90 percent of the actual musical bits still have to be made by hand. Okay, you just you can't machine these. You you can't run this off in a machine. Somebody has to sit there with a file and like get it right. Because of that, there's human imperfection built in from the ground level. Okay. And as these things get played, you know, I talked about how the reeds will get bent or damaged yeah. from being played. The tuning, 
the two reeds will actually sound at slightly different pitches. Yeah. And some accordions you'll hear, that's actually been intentionally built in. And it's something called wet tuned. <laughs> so a pitch will be played and it, you know, instead of it being two exactly perfectly the same pitch, it's almost more of like a close harmony. And it uh, the pitch actually sounds like it's oscillating up and down. Okay. So then because there's this inherent messiness and there isn't the precision it becomes this more human thing because you still have the precision of pushing a key yeah but then the sound that comes out isn't a precise sound this is making a lot of sense to me because i think i have that instinct of like i find them absurd and i but i try to think through why and then i start to think like okay this is making sense to me because i imagine like i'm at the funeral of someone i love Uh and somebody wants to play accordion like makes me nervous even if factually it can be Right. You know, slow and beautiful and bassy, but this is making sense to me that you get that sense with accordions that something like human beings could go a little wrong at any time. And it just makes it feel alive. Yeah. And I think that also is one of the reasons that as an instrument, it tends to be a thing embraced by people who are sort of on the move. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's very uh, present in a lot of uh, Roma music and traveler music and it's also a very popular instrument among the uh i know i'm gonna offend someone no matter how i refer to them but like the the traveler kids that run around the united states the the crusty punks or the you know the train rider kids there's a lot of them play accordion as well because it is a little bit more durable than say a, a violin or even a guitar right and it's a little bit more compact than a guitar like when you pack it down into its case or suitcase yeah. or whatever and it Generally, accordions, I mean, they're you don't want to bang them around on purpose, but they can take a couple hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, that little those little bits of imperfection that begin to creep in are what give an accordion a unique voice. Yeah. And it, it's 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 just such an amazing thing. You know, you, you listen to a recording of a band like Devochka or uh, uh, oh, now I'm totally blanking on the name. Uh, or, you know, uh, the Devochka accordion that's playing on that album sounds different than the accordion that shows up on a Gogo Bordello or Red Elvis's album. Sounds okay. different than the accordion that shows up on a Dropkick Murphy's album. And they could all be playing accordions that were originally built in the same shop yeah. in the same year. But they just change over time. Exactly. They get that, some scars. That drift. Yeah. Scars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Uh, if you could have an accordion that did something else as well as play the music, like shoot fire or send emails or something absurd, what absurd thing would you like your accordion to be able to do? Oh, man. I would... I would love an accordion that I could I could also have the individual keys I press be hooked up to like a Raspberry Pi <laughs> that I could like do a light show. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. So each key yes. would make like different lights light up. Uh just because I think it would be cool. But also uh because like I've been told I've I've been I've been told by three different deaf people on two different continents that I'm really fun to watch. But one of them said she didn't know how different what I was doing. I just looked like I was having such a good time and I have a very engaging face and all this kind of stuff. But I would love to be able to expand 
on the visual side. Yeah. Because, you know, all the things I've been talking about, I love how visual it is and how physical it is. And, and to be able to make that even bigger yeah, would be really cool. I, I love seeing... Um, one of my favorite things is when people make those uh, dance routines where they're interacting with a large, like, 30-foot-wide projection screen. And I would love to be able to play accordion and have things flying around on a projection <laughs> screen. I just think it would be cool. I think that's a good idea. An accordion yeah. that can do just a full laser light show. Exactly. Great. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to move on to our Hell Obsessed Are You questions. Uh, right. These are questions that I ask everybody or variations of them on all the episodes of the podcast. Do you think about accordions every day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of actively what you're doing. You're going around playing an accordion, right? Right. But when you have downtime from performing they're they're just it seems like you have just kind of uh, your life philosophy has been uh tied up in accordions yeah and and even like i a couple years ago i was like i need to get a hobby <laughs> because i i uh i had magic make, doing card tricks and things as my hobby for years okay and then i was like I started performing magic and I was like, oh, I need it. I need a hobby. <laughs> so I went out and bought another accordion, like a different kind of accordion. So I play piano accordion. One half looks like a piano. Other half is buttons. I went out and bought a Cajun Zydeco accordion, which is all buttons, both sides. Okay. And a Cajun Zydeco accordion makes different noises when you pull the bellows out or push them in. Cool. Similar to an Irish concertina or an English concertina, an Anglo concertina. Uh, also like a harmonica where you, you blow and suck and it's different, <laughs> uh, different pitches. Uh, and so like the, uh, I, I went and bought myself like this other kind of accordion and started learning how to play that <laughs> as a hobby. <laughs> so as a hobby is an offshoot of taking a break from accordion, you tried out a different accordion. That's correct. Okay. All right. I'll take that as a yes on do you think about accordions every day? <laughs> would you ever get, or do you have an accordion tattoo? I would... Definitely get an accordion tattoo. I don't have any tattoos yet because I told myself to wait till I was 30 to get any tattoos. Okay. I don't know why I made that pact with myself. <laughs> uh, but an accordion tattoo is pretty much the first thing I'm thinking about getting. Okay. I, I love accordion tattoos. You, so you see uh, people show them to you at shows and stuff? Oh, yeah. And I mean, a couple of my friends are really good accordion players and have accordion tattoos. Uh, my friend Bella Wing amazing accordion player from Bellingham has uh, an accordion tattooed on her stomach that is like 12 inches by 12 inches. <laughs> and so she can just kind of like touch her belly and be playing an accordion anywhere she is nice. like waiting in line. She can just kind of like <laughs> pretend to be playing accordion. I was going to ask about that for you. Do you have a, an image in your mind of what it would be like? Because obviously you've talked so much about an accordion is an object in motion, like a tattoo yeah. of a guitar is, is sitting there, but an accordion do you, in your mind, is your tattoo open? Is it closed? Is it twisty? You know, I I honestly would, and I, this is probably sounds so hipster of me, but I would want like a, a partially open accordion in that very classic uh, like Sailor Jerry Sailor Tat style. Yeah. Uh, probably somewhere on my body, like a smallish one, kind of like this is a thing. But then, you know, as soon as I start thinking about it, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can. There are parts of my body that flex and move, <laughs> like. Yeah, I've seen someone get an accordion uh, tattooed sort of on their uh, their arm with the bellows in between so that when they do like arm curls, it looks like it's opening and closing. Yeah, I've also <laughs> I've also thought about getting a set of accordion keys down my right 
arm and a set of accordion buttons down my left arm so that if I held my arms <laughs> like with my two closed fists with my pinkies together up in front of me, I could sort of mime that I was playing accordion. Yeah. Which would be great. Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome. So I'm yeah. going to take that one as a yes, too. Oh, yes, uh, yes definitely. You're, you're, you're killing it with the yeses so far. Uh, when people walk into your home, can they tell you're obsessed with accordions? <laughs> well, I don't have a home. Okay. But I, uh, because I'm on the road nine, ten months out of the year. But I rent an art studio in my hometown. It's like a 10 by 10 by 10 in this 150-year-old uh, building that used to be a boarding house. So I have this nice studio space uh, with a view out the window and everything. And there are 11 accordions <laughs> in the space, just sort of like sitting on shelves and around. Okay. And there are two accordions that are out of their box. At, at any given time, there are at least two accordions out of their boxes sitting somewhere that I can grab them and play them immediately. Okay. Like... And it's it's not like you know sometimes you'll see someone's house like they'll be like, you know the they'll be there. I treat accordions the same way some people treat television remotes. It's like nothing's on top of it, yeah, because you might need it. At, <laughs> you might need it at a moment's notice. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so that's a yes too. Because then yeah. if you're if you're traveling anywhere and your home is wherever you are at the moment, you have an accordion with you because you're least, traveling with it. At least one <laughs> in the in the car with me right now on this particular tour. There are four accordions. Okay. So, so yeah, another yeah. another yes. Definitely. Uh, have you had, or would you like to have a dream about accordions? Oh yeah, I uh, I wish I dreamed about accordions more. Yeah, it's 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 there's a strange phenomenon for me that I used to have lucid dreams a lot, and around that same time that I I found performing again and started getting into it seriously and bought an accordion, I sort of stopped dreaming like i know biologically i'm dreaming yeah but i don't usually remember my dreams when i wake up because like the life that i have been privileged to live for the last 10 years has been so whimsical and strange and wild that i i go to sleep and i probably dream about like sitting in an office <laughs> very very rarely occasionally i will have like disturbing dreams of of people or animals or whatever walking around and parts of their bodies have been replaced with accordion bellows. So they sort of stretch and shrink and like people's arms will dip down to the floor. And is this like fun and whimsical or is this a nightmare? No, it's, it's a nightmare, um, <laughs> but it's not a nightmare because it's a disturbing image. It's a nightmare because like the bellows are the most like easy to mangle mess up part of it. So you're not worried about the animals. You're worried no, about I'm your worried, bellows. I'm watching the bellows get twisted around. It's like the, the deer go running or like the giraffes, like, look around and I'm like no don't twist it that way that's bad for it Stop. <laughs> just just keep it closed <laughs> oh okay uh do you wake up from those stressed then uh yeah okay I I've I've had that like a dream like that a couple times and I think it might be it, it generally tends to happen when I'm stressed about the safety of my accordion okay uh which is one of the reasons that like even coming up here today to talk to you like my accordion is with me not just because I thought maybe it would be a, an audio, aid, <laughs> but also because I'm like, it's right here. Yeah. I can touch it. It's safe. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, if you're at a nice dinner with a family or friends or family and friends and someone said mean things about accordions, how would you handle it? How do you how would you react to it? You know, I 
I tour the fringe circuit all over the world and I have flyers that I hand out. Yeah. You go to where people are and you hand out flyers and on the flyer is a picture of me playing accordion. Yeah. It usually says, uh, like my current touring show is accordion fight show. And one out of every thousand people or so is like, I don't like accordion. Like they say (laughs) it to my face. And my my response has become a very flippant, well, not everybody can be happy. Okay. And that, that... I mean, that's just kind of my philosophy about it on, you know, in, a, I guess, a more like kind way. Not everything is for everybody. Yeah. And I, I have complete, I'm at complete peace with the fact that what I do is somewhat niche and somewhat odd. Yeah. But also like, if you don't like accordions, I feel bad for you, son, but like, I don't really have time for you. Yeah. <laughs> then if that, like, if that makes sense, like, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to change anyone's mind. Okay. About it, because I don't, I don't want the accordion haters coming to the party. <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense in the show context yeah. of like, okay, then then uh, don't come. That would be a bad choice for you. But I I think what I'm interested in is you you gave me a very um, thoughtful uh-huh. being being your best self, best person yeah. response, which is great. Right. But I think I'm also curious of just for yourself internally, whether you express it or not. Does it does it upset you? Do you have like almost a um, uh, 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 paternal maternal instinct to be like no accordions are great shut up yeah to I, protect the thing you love yeah in in a I do like like I fucking hate <laughs> Chihu- the Chihuly Museum in Seattle there's a Chihuly okay. Museum and there's a lot of reasons to hate that museum like it was built on public land and it was supposed to be this like open access thing and it costs shit tons of money to go there and like I could go on about reasons not to like it, but the reason that I deeply, deeply hate it is that the museum has a museum cafe attached where you can okay. like go have lunch after you've looked at this giant monument to Chihuly. And the it's just sort of like a Parisian cafe style, like blood, like, you know, early aughts design yeah. glass box cube. But the entire hanging from the ceiling on, on like fishing wire type strings are 70 accordions. Okay. <laughs> and it, these aren't like beat up antique accordions that look like crap. It's like somebody ordered like new accordions or the, the, I mean, they're all in relatively good condition. Most of them look like they could be playable and they're just hung there. And for you, it's just sort of like, like living beings in captivity. Yeah. It like, it enrages me because a, a musical instrument should be played and should be used. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a kind of thing that like, I, I understand like the urge to collect and to keep things g- good or whatever, but like a, a a piece of a satellite could deorbit and blow up this building at any moment. Yeah. Like, and sometimes people get a little too precious about that thing, particularly something that could bring joy if it's used. I also like, I open the accordion fight show with this very aggressive, very loud song where I'm playing the accordion as hard as I possibly can. I'm singing as loud as I can. I call the song, The Fuck Did You Expect? Yeah. Because it's called Accordion Fight Show. It's right there in the name. Yeah. It's big, it's loud, there's an accordion. And in the middle of the song, I slow the song down. And I'm like, if you don't want to have a good time, there's the door. Like, you can you can leave right now. And I won't judge you. Because, t- to me, like, any live show is about consent. And the audience feeling safe and, like, invested. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like, not, like, trapped. You know, it's it's not like a captive. I hate being in a captive audience. I hate making anyone yeah. else feel like a captive audience. It's like you can go. Like it's going to be this for the next hour. 
And obviously yeah. it's not like I, I go on a journey and I have, I get emotion across and I tell stories and things, but like, to me, it like, I mean, you, you said it was kind of like a version of my best self thing, but it's like, it should be played and it should be giving joy. And if you're not deriving joy from it, yeah, I'm not, I'm never going to make you derive joy from it. Yeah. Like I, as you know, when I was younger, I used to want to empirically prove the value of the things I loved, you know, the movies I liked or, or the, the X-Men that I thought was the best, <laughs> you know, it's beast, but you know, like, like those are like, those are things that aren't empirical. Yeah. They become any art, anything humans do it, at a certain point, it becomes like subjective. Yeah. Science is empirical and that's about it. And yeah. even sometimes science goes, whoops. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I am perfectly willing to accept that scientifically you could prove that the pitches that my accordion makes actually cause like physical pain <laughs> to 15% of the population. You know, it's like there's super tasters that yeah. can't eat cilantro and there's super hearers who can't stand accordions. Yeah. But like the 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 only part of it that gives me that kind of paternal rage when I think about, you know, people saying accordions is when I feel like they're people who are saying no to joy of any kind. Okay. And that like So you if you it's not no to accordion, it's not no to your show, it's when you feel like people are just kind of saying no to the idea of of whimsy and letting go. Yes. Okay. Which I think the accordion is emblematic of. Yeah. So they are tied in together, but it, it doesn't have to be me that's giving you the whimsy. If yeah. you're getting your whimsy somewhere else, <laughs> great. And that wouldn't be as annoying of a thing to say when handing somebody a postcard or say, thank you, I have my whimsy uh, elsewhere today. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think that's how I'm going to say no thank you to a lot of things from now on. I have my whimsy elsewhere today. Thank you very much. Um, this is a uh, less deep question. Uh-huh. Would you ever cosplay as a large accordion? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> I I don't know exactly how that would work, but <laughs> do oh I. yeah, that needs to, no. It would be me and another friend. Oh, nice. We'd be the two pieces, and we'd have a bellows connecting us. <laughs> so you would literally make noise as you go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll be looking for that cosplay to pop up on social media. Uh, if aliens visited Earth and you were the human who got to greet them, would you play them a song on the accordion? Oh yeah, I'd I'd probably if if they were filming me do it, I'd probably throw in the 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 five is it the five pitches from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, but but yeah, I, I I honestly think an accordion would be a really good instrument to represent humanity, yeah, to something coming from elsewhere because you know that it it's messy, yeah, it's like complex we and weird, and yeah. It, and it's it's a little bit like aggressively scrappily joyful in the face of the world and <laughs> i think that's kind of humanity yeah at its core we're kind of like yay we're partying <laughs> even when we shouldn't sometimes <laughs> and that would definitely uh, it would be much like the people taking your flyers it would be uh just get to see the aliens react if they're open yeah. to joy or not <laughs> uh would you uh if you were about to play your accordion at a show but uh-huh. a bear was blocking your path to the theater would you try to get around the bear? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I think a lot of people who've seen my shows would expect me to then ride into the show on the bear. I don't know if I'd be able to pull that off, but oh yeah, they're like definitely I would I would try to get around the bear. There's there are very few things that would make me not want to play an accordion. Yeah, and there there are very few situations where I feel an accordion is unhelpful. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
but for the some. for the bear scenario, the bear scenario, uh, I understand that you're an absolutely a uh, sense in your spirit that you're a show must go on type person, yeah. and you get personal joy from the accordion. But is it to that point where you would briefly make what is not a good decision for your physical safety? Oh yeah. Okay. I I mean I that that is actually like there's hard data on that from my history. <laughs> okay. I've definitely <laughs> made like not a good decision for my physical safety with an accordion. Like I've twice like in like doing shows received like pretty like substantial knocks to the head okay instead of being like i will lay down i will let someone shine a flashlight in my eyes it's like no i will continue to jump up and down and scream for another hour yeah because like uh, you know you gotta gotta keep going well as a fellow performer i will say that's different when you're in the middle of the show i i have actively bled on stage and 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 you keep going because you're in it but if you're before it it's you know performer brain is like right you know adrenaline you're gonna keep yeah. going but if it was before the show would you have that same level of adrenaline i i definitely would okay as soon as, <laughs> as soon as it was like am i going on am i not going on yeah that is the I, same it, okay it's the same i have i've never canceled the show due to my health ever okay and there are many times that i should have but but in in terms of of safety there are there have been a few shows like over the course of my life where i've been told like either because of the color of my skin or because of the content that I'm performing that like there are people who are out there who aren't going to like it. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've still done it and I've, I've, it's been a struggle, but I, I've on the whole, I've won them over. And I, I, I think it's just because of that, that honesty that is an accordion, that it's a little bit messy. Yeah. Like we all are. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to not go out yeah. with it. So would you try to get past the bear or would you try to play the accordion for the bear? Because hearing you now talk about <laughs> trying to win everyone over. Yeah, no, I think I would, I think I would play accordion for the bear. <laughs> Make and, the bear dance. You know, exactly. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, Slosh a beer wor- around, bear. Exactly. Worst case scenario, I have a 25 kilo weapon that has <laughs> ropes attached to it that I can swing around above my head and, you know. Yeah bludgeon you could stun a burglar <laughs> well, the, with the bear's not attacking you yet right. oh, what, you, yeah. I, no i mean if we got to the point okay of, if the bear of was physical altercation full-on claws yeah, coming at yeah. you fair enough you exactly. can defend yourself in the accordion <laughs> uh ask everyone to make a noise to sum up uh their obsession i'd like you to use your mouth because uh, yeah. i know you have your accordion uh what kind of noise comes to your mind uh obviously you can make accordion noises and you're welcome right, to if right. you want but is there an also uh, another noise uh there are there are two uh, <laughs> verbal word noises that I actually think uh, think uh, really sum up accordion, and one is "Hey!" <laughs> in, the, in the way that like a whole crowd will like not necessarily at a show, but like when everyone in a bar notices yeah. something together and they yell in the same moment, like yeah. "Hey!" That's an accordion. Yeah, like, that's that same feeling as the an accordion being a party instrument. Yeah, and for me, the other one would be. Uh, Ha, 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 that sort of back and forth. It's okay. almost like laughter when an accordion is being played really punchy. <laughs> so those would be the two, okay. the two noises. <laughs> I like punchy accordion noise. That's great. Uh, <laughs> so I have people rate their obsession. I think uh, I have a sense of, of where you're at. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, 1 being uh-huh. the lowest, where would you rate yourself? You know, until a couple years ago, I thought I was a 10. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna download uh, download I'm gonna downgrade <laughs> that to a nine point five just because okay. there's a guy in 
uh, Boulder, Colorado, called the Good Morning Accordion Terrorist, <laughs> who showed up to a show that he opened for me, and he brought 25 accordions with him <laughs> and invited everyone in the audience to just pick one up and play it during his show. Okay. I'm not quite that obsessed, but I did think that was a really cool thing to do. Yeah. So 9.5. 9.5. All right. Well, you, I'm sure you'll get to that other 0.5. Uh, this is now the plugging section of the uh-huh. podcast. So can you tell people where they can find you, information about you, your shows, all that? Oh, yeah. So uh, if you want to hear my music, me playing accordion, it's strangely, S-T-R-A-N-G-E-L-Y, like the adverb, strangely.bandcamp.com. Nice. Uh, for information on shows, you can go check out strangelyandfriends.com. Uh, strangelyandfriends.com. There is also there's a production company that I run called Big Small Theater, bigsmalltheater.com. Cool. And you can follow me on Instagram at I am strangely. It's the only social media I'm active on. Okay. Uh, oh, and I also have a podcast with my dear friend Sarah Shea. It's called Pilot House. You should go check it out. It's delightful. Sarah Shea is delightful. Uh, oh, and sorry, one last thing. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I'm sort of that vaudevillian, all the things. I write novels. I wrote one called Pochmancier. It is, an, and, I, and I recorded it as an audiobook and put it out as a podcast. Uh, if you just go to strangelyandfriends.com, you'll see a little link, Pochmancier, up at the top. Uh, and check it out. I'm really proud of it. It's my baby, and it's about weird street performers and immortal cats. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Here are some quick plugs uh, for this show, and then we'll, we'll do our final questions. All right. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, here are the final weird questions. They don't have anything to do with accordion, but you can make them about accordion if you want. Okay. If you could have the proportionate strength and abilities of any animal, what animal would it be? Oh, God. Uh, an octopus. An octopus. Definitely. Okay. Now, why, why is that? Well, you, you, you have eight <laughs> independently controllable limbs, which would yeah. be useful for playing accordion. <laughs> they can taste with their, like, tentacles. Okay. They're and and they can fit through an object like one twentieth their body size. Okay, yeah, yeah. So tight squeezes, you know, and also, you know, it's basically like a combination of the thing and Captain Fantastic, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's like be- oh, and you can camouflage. It's like being all the Fantastic Four in one, <laughs> except for the thing, except and, and Johnny Storm. But besides except, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I'm going to grant you that you can be Fantastic Four octopus, and you can also turn into rocks and flames. Yeah. Oh, that would be the and, best. Yeah. Invisible, stretchy, everything. You got it all, and then tasting. <laughs> That's awesome. If there was a video game based on your life, what would the main challenge of the video game be? Oh, uh, the main. If there was a video game based on my life, I think the main challenge would be staying alive, like like the hustle. Okay. So like, you know, you you'd, you'd have to get to the gig, and you just barely get there, and then you do the gig. But then after the gig, it'd be like, okay, I have eight dollars that I have to <laughs> feed myself with for the next week. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be like. You'd, you'd be running around, like, doing all these little busy work errands to, like, make ends meet. <laughs> be like, oh, if I go to this store, I can get a week's worth of rice for $2. And okay. Like, it'd be like, it'd be a lot of fetch quests is what I'm trying to okay, say. Okay, it'd be a lot of resource management yeah. uh, video yeah. game plan. <laughs> it, would be, it would be like one of those zombie survival games, 
but like over a smaller square miles area. Okay, yeah, so it's Red Dead Redemption if you're just riding around on your horse. Going yeah. to the general store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? I mean, I, I feel like I should just say it's an accordion, but... <laughs> I, th- I, th- I kind of thought you might. Yeah, but I, I think the thing that makes accordions about happiness for me is that is the way that they encourage sharing. Because an accordion invites people to move, invites people to get involved, that reaching across to other people is where happiness really lies. I think it's it's outside of yourself. Yeah. Like you have to find happiness inside yourself. But I think the act of sharing it and connecting about it, you know, it's finding someone else who loves the same thing and just loving on the thing for a little bit is is a happy place. Yeah. And I think that's that's happiness is being able to spend an hour talking to someone about a thing you love which come to think of it that's probably why this is such a happy place for you it is really really fun yeah and it is it's very fun to just learn more about how different people see the world through their obsession Uh and uh and how that eventually affects how they think about happiness Uh, and this was a great episode uh because you're sometimes i talk to people who like really like a thing but it's Uh just it's a, a thing that is not incorporated entirely into their life Right. And it's fun to have just such a range of different guests. And it's fun to talk to somebody who is like, I am a human accordion. <laughs> this is my existence. This exactly. is my life. It's it's thoughtful and philosophical, but it's 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 who I am. There you well, go. You. Accordions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Awesome. Uh, I'll come back and talk about something else. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll see if you can top accordions. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is our podcast. Cheers. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here's a just a tiny bit of accordion.